Hello there. My name is Ruben and welcome to my podcast. On the show I speak to a bunch of my friends about the experiences and learnings over the last 10 years. If you know me, there's a high chance you'll know many people on the show. So tune in to find out more about what they've been up to all these years. On today's show I'm speaking with Tarani. We talk about a bunch of things ranging from college hangovers, business school politics, and what's changed after she's gotten married. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks for taking time to do this. Oh, thank you, thank you. So why don't we yeah. start, why don't you walk me through uh from your eyes how or how has it been since you not know, 2013 uh for you? I don't know. I think the two years after college for a long time I felt like I was in a hangover from college. It was mm-hmm. just being around the same people. Uh, a lot of it was in Delhi, so around Jade Palace you felt like you were in college again. That was super fun. Uh B school was a whole new experience. Ah, it really felt like I was thrown in the deep end for a long a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I guess with everything it took time and then now it's I don't know I feel like I've gone through such a like set route though mm-hmm. 3 years college and 2 years work then 2 years be school then married and mm-hmm. then yeah and then move abroad mm-hmm. god it's been fun what what do you mean by college hangover so college was like the most fun 3 uh, years i think of life so far maybe such like minded people I don't know. Conversations were so free and so easy, and you could just be yourself with everybody. That was so great. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're, you're working, and you don't feel like working. Oh, maybe you did. I don't know. I don't know. It was looking like you'd want to spend your time with college people as well. And any occasion, if I was in Delhi, to come to meet you guys, or in Bombay to meet. Yang and Amita and everybody there was want to be around that a lot. Yeah, but so but you, hangover is usually a bad thing. Like you're like, oh man, I'm hungover. Was it that? No. Or was it like? Was it like nostalgia? It was not nostalgia. I think a hangover in this sense was just that you were stuck in the previous. Like you hadn't sort of moved on from there. Yeah. It was you were just reliving your previous night. Was it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. In retrospect, not so bad. Because I don't know. I know that uh, post those two years, I have been so terrible in keeping in touch no. that I know that those two years were useful in like <laughs> just making sure that I was still with the people that was so important from the previous three years. For me, I think keeping in touch has always been horrible. <laughs> I think you were very. So no, I'm not. Oh God. No, actually, I think you were pretty good at it. Um, in the hangover, in the hangover phase. In the hangover phase, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I would actively But, uh, be doing that because, like, you would just do it much more. But yeah, I, I've just been horribly bad at it since day one. But I think for us, at least for me, it was just like, like it wasn't even hangover. I think the night was still continuing, <laughs> like. <four months. laughs> Oh, in college. Um, so yeah, I think I think for us, I think the true I won't say hangover, but the true like end happened when I left uh, and I came like and I joined Jilingo. But no, I like yeah. I think for us, we were very very fortunate to have you know just an extension. Mm. It was a very very long night. 
talk to me about like work right i think because when when i was thinking about what you ended up doing after college um before going to business school you know that was like a like a run up to you eventually going to business school talk to me about what you did in those in those couple of years uh and then we can probably segue into like what made you decide uh, to go to business school so uh when i did when i started so i joined technoserve was there for um half a year and then joined um next gen which is now called gudera which is in sustainability advisory so um all of it either non-profit or advising companies to be more sustainable or making people its livelihoods more um business oriented but still sustainable that was genuinely what i thought i'd do uh, it was not a run up to business school at that stage mm-hmm. it was okay this is super interesting this is what i think i want to do mm-hmm. and actually i had my whole life planned out at that stage i was saying do this um work for maybe switch sectors work for i had it all planned work for 8 years mm-hmm. then i would be quite senior and then i can join back into that uh, into sustainability or the non-profit sector and then i'd be more senior and be able to lead projects because what i felt at that stage was i was just so small and insignificant that i was just working and not um i don't know i, I didn't feel at that level maybe it was where i was also mm-hmm. um i was not feeling like i could make as much impact as i want and it i wouldn't get the opportunity to move up versus mm-hmm. getting to a higher stage and then moving directly to mm-hmm. that level then i made my full eight year plan mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know may not pan out that way if i get this correct you you were in techno for about half a year when you felt that you know probably i'm not getting to 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 drive impact so i'll probably go into this another phase and try to get experience for about 8 years and come back to like a techno was that it yeah that was a plan Okay. No, Technoda did like amazing things, and they still do. The sort of logistics of it was that it was a six-month contract, mm. and I could have extended it and moved to something else. But what I could have extended at that stage was um, into something quite similar. Whereas I want to have worked directly on some projects, maybe. Uh, and at that stage, there were only rural projects, mm. and um, they were not. okay with have and at my level i would have had to spend 100% time in those projects and they were not okay with sending women mm. um, for rural projects 100% time they were okay with women managers who could spend maybe 20% of their time there and then i was like no no that's that's what i want to do for a while but so that didn't work out and therefore it just made sense to find something similar but different in a way but mm. the plan was always to go back to a techno serve like environment mm. super interesting so you 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 know arguably accumulated some amount of experience under your belt H- how is that plan looking like now i don't know i keep thinking about at what stage do i move back at what stage do i think okay now i'm sort of okay but then i wouldn't have the right domain experience so it's so much of a yeah because now should i go back and maybe as for my plan another 3 years um i i wouldn't have done something not as relevant so yeah it's to figure out how i can manage both in the medium term so that it's sort of building up something relevant for that so that i'm useful in that sector and it's just not completely fungible skills 
selling chaddis for 3 years now <laughs> we'll come to that so <laughs> so you did so you did techno for a short period of time um and then you know this was a plan at that point and then somehow business school featured into that um was it a part of the plan or was it not mm business school became part of the plan um after leaving techno self it was that okay work for a bit get into business school in india work from there i had actually planned to get into fmcg after that get and understand something about how to sell or how to uh, market products and uh, and then figure a way a route back in mm-hmm. and also business school sort of you start from scratch from wherever you are so yeah it's a good level up did, did you feel mm-hmm. you did your level up mm, yeah yeah of course I think everybody goes to business school for a level or you'd have people with 5 years of IT experience and you'd have freshers and you'd have so many others and after a point like the rele- the experience was useful but it was what you did there as well so so explain to me what what do you mean by level up so by that it means that you could be doing something so different and you would not find a way to really switch um from that experience into something else uh, so exactly the situation of it's harder for me to have switched from a non-profit world into either consulting if i wanted to go into it or finance or um amazon um directly without that sort of level that will take everybody and then it's sort of a acceptable starting point uh, again maybe less for me but for so many hundreds of engineers that i studied with mm-hmm. it was their big break to make it to an iim and then from there on mm-hmm. wherever they are now yeah yeah i think everybody need, needed that when you reach that position so when you were thinking about business school and i'm sure you know a bunch of our friends you know decided to go abroad decided that you would you would continue in india what was what was yeah. Behind. the logic for that was that if i wanted to go abroad i would want to have worked for at least 4 to 5 years to be relevant in that environment but i wasn't doing the work that i wanted to do for 4 to 5 years so i needed my level to come in a little bit ahead of time mm-hmm. so which is why i sort of said okay uh, if i go to an indian b school then i don't need those 4 years yeah. i'm good with 2 years i'm i'll be in a decent spot in fact a sweet spot for most b schools is Two years is a um, an ideal point where you're not too old, not too young. You join at a manager level, and you have just enough experience to sort of get in there. But I would, I enjoy my work, but I knew that I would definitely not be able to do it for another three years, and was and this seemed like a good place to start. So, so tell me about. I, I think I asked Amita this the other time: the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, for Indian this school. Of what is B school for you? Like whatever your experience was, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hmm. Ah. Oh, okay. I will maybe start with the bad and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think the props are very good. Oops. I where will you be showing this or playing this? I hope it's not too uh, on, on all too large. You can use your podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. yeah uh, i was a little bit underwhelmed by the entire um teaching the case learning is great the working with so many different people and uh, group activities is all interesting 
but actual teaching is yeah it was definitely not to the level that you'd expect it was quite a lot of rote learning as well which is no fun the other ugly would be placements which is just so political mm. uh what what do you mean yeah just political political hmm so um I don't know. There should be movies about this, uh, like placements in Indian B schools. It's so it, it matters a lot of who you spoke to before. Uh, so the companies come, then they'd have their um, alums come, and then they, those alums would spend time in campus and interact with you. So they all have sort of um, they're identifying who is interesting and who is cool and who is who do they want in their companies. And then so uh, there's a lot of very clicky. us high school like behavior when the alums come and are trying to influence you to choose their company if they like you or trying to just basically suss up the entire um batch as it is alums if you are in a particular um committee will try and push for their own committee people so you'd be seeing committees of um like the fest committees or the placement committees or even committees that i was on um just like fighting for your own uh, the people who are part of that to go through and yeah it's it's bad it's you'd see lists come out for placements and those lists would take uh, be removed and replaced by different names and it it's quite a it's quite dirty mm. yeah it's the reason that everybody in the batch is placed and may not be placed in the absolute place that you want to be in but they get you a job which is what uh, nobody else can really claim no other international b schools can claim that they put in this much amount of effort to get everybody placed so that's the amazing bit about it is that they don't stop like you would they would keep getting more and more companies until every last person is placed and they will have all the resources available so that's great but still yeah can be quite murky yeah there's i think a phrase is which which goes as the end justifies the means i don't yeah that applies to this yeah uh, no not really it's there's huge amount of scope for the means to be a little bit cleaner in this mm-hmm. case but and did you personally have to like was there any incident that happened to you and you like the sucks fortunately not personally to me um so i was in a committee called disha which is the placement preparatory committee mm-hmm. so prior to the placements you sort of mentor a whole bunch of so we have assigned mentees to us and then you uh, guide them through placements you help them prepare their cvs you um talk to them about how to prep for different interviews you take up their you sort of do mock interviews and mock group discussions and all of that and then during the actual placement process we're sort of stationed at each of the different uh, locations where the interviews are happening and we would have learned everything about that company so we as soon as the candidate is like about to go and they would have seen about seen about 20 processes in that day so they have no idea what job they're going in to sit for they have no clue on what is the role nothing so we're like that 5 minute um sort of uh five minute blast of everything you need to about know about the company what are the kinds of questions they're asking what do you what are they looking for mm. and um, yeah so because of that you tend to see a lot of the everything in place so fortunately not happened to me personally but i've seen it happen to a lot of other very deserving candidates 
Why did you do any of this? Like this Disha stuff? Oh, Disha is, uh, oh, it's like so close to my heart. Um, one is that it genuinely felt like I was um, trying to extend some of the uh, work that I had done pre-MBA. So it was a lot of what I wanted to do long term and then this would just be a way for um, me to exercise in a little bit. Uh, Second is that because you have to learn about all these different companies and their processes and be completely abreast about everything um, about both placements and about the industry, it's also a great place to learn. So uh, I was looking at both marketing as well as finance for um, Disha. And you're constantly reading because we were creating these newsletters and these details about companies and stuff. So it's very interesting. In fact, that's what Kanala and I met. Oh. As as we speak, he walks into the room. (laughs) Were you nervous during the school about getting a job? Yeah, massively. In my my summers, uh, so summer internships, I was a wreck. I messed up all my interviews on that day. In fact, um, uh, so I was sitting for a lot of consulting um, interviews on day zero, messed them all up. I don't know how I managed that. I think it was also like really one bad interview and I sort of lost entire confidence and it was just one after the other. I uh, was just disappointing myself for a way and I completely broke down by the end of it. And then I... Um, Finally, the end of the day, I got a job that I hadn't even had just interview. Uh, so I just put in my application for the heck of it, which is the BNP Paribas markets role. Yeah, but that day I was a complete mess. The only good thing about it was that, um, one, I got complete clarity that finance is absolutely not what I want to do ever in my, in my life. And two, also, um, consulting was... Of course, at that stage, so coveted, and I had uh, messed up all those interviews, and um, this mm, just sort of forced me into looking at FMCG, which was my original plan, as I mentioned, FMCG, and um, and now it was, and then it was e-commerce in a much bigger way because I knew I didn't want to go through that rigmarole of consulting and case interviews and case prep and oh god yeah business school was quite a roller coaster ride I started with probably being underwhelming yeah. and then this craze of getting a job um what, yeah. what are a couple of things you would have probably done differently um over those two years at business school it's something that i i don't know i feel like i make the, that mistake quite often and whenever i'm either in college or in B school was that I would get so um, overwhelmed by what everybody else is doing. And um, it's a lot of pressure and that I take that all on myself and just shut myself off and not really give myself any kind of, um, I don't know. I was just constantly, uh, disappointed in myself and I just take it on myself and there's quite a negative place if if you remember I was a similar situation in uh interviews at um placements in Stephens as well that I was just not on the place that I'd want to be in 
but yeah i'm so glad that's over actually uh, it helped uh, a lot so i had to go through the placements route again in the second year but then i had my um, like i had a plan so i had i just prepped for three companies and I was like, okay, no. So those are the only things that I'm going to go for. It's exactly, so it was Cloudtail, it was Uber and it was Paytm, all very similar in what they're looking for. Uh, very interesting, uh, fast paced work environments, all um, sort of sectors that were jumping at that time. And even now, or maybe not so much now. Yeah, so I had like the plan fully like set then it was was also big credit to Kunal so he would also constantly be sending me these articles or this is what they're looking for this is how you should prep these are the kinds of things that um is interesting for them so fortunately I got Cloudtail which was the first interview that I'd sat for uh, but I think that once I was much more sorted in my own head and okay with myself and prepared with myself it um I was much better at interviews then what would I have done differently is definitely been less influenced by what everybody else is doing around me. I think it was consulting. You have to do consulting. I would try for consulting interviews and then disappoint myself. And the second would be not be so hard on myself because I think I was. Interesting. Mm. But you ended up getting cloud team, the first one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> started at Amazon and you mentioned earlier you were responsible to sell underwear so yep. walk me through how, how that experience was because I think this was yeah, you, this was you getting back to the like the workforce right I think in a very very different state of mind very far I, I won't say very far but you know quite deviated from what the original plan was so walk me through like how that was and were you trying to eventually get back to like the tech myself plan or, or not? No, at that stage it was not. Um, so it was sort of, now this is what is happening. Let me do this. So first day at Cloudtail, we've gone through the whole bit of trainings and then the end of the day, we're told our different categories and everybody's like, oh, you're going to be managing mobile phones and OnePlus is your uh, this thing and then you're going to use it. And then they said, oh, so Tarni, you're going to be managing men's in a way. But no, that is not happening. It's actually, once you start doing the job, you realize, okay, I, I could be managing men's and aware similarly, but I could also be managing, say, lawn and garden, or I could be managing mobile phones. It's uh, different challenges with different companies and different um, sectors. But the job is best, basically the same, that you have to buy from these multiple different companies and then you sell on Amazon. So you're sort of seated in the middle. You have to work and negotiate across both. But Chaddi's was, it's good. I've loved it. Oh man, my first, uh, I think it was my first week in the job. And firstly, so of course, in your orientation period, um, you have nothing much to do. So I was just like reading up on all the different types and the shapes and the materials and the patterns and God, my... Google history and my Amazon history is forever going to be poisoned. But um, no, so, uh, and also I would uh, <laughs> uh, go and ask different people of what types do they wear in what seasons and why. And I had full license to do this as well. So that was quite fun. I'd also go to shops and like um, 
see how men were buying underwear in like i'd go to the jockey showroom and brigadier in bangalore and try to just suss out how they're buying and why they pick those colors and all of that it was interesting i was also very enthu about this is fun but in my first meeting uh with uh rupa so rupa is like um one of the largest mass in our uh in our groups in the country and i went there and literally on the table it was me and my manager my manager is also female they brought a whole like carton of different underwears and they just started placing it on the on the table and i was just so so mortified as to what you're supposed to do and then my manager was like casually picking it up and feeling it just like oh okay great what am i supposed to feel for oh scud i and oh and it's like it was so interesting because they they would of course try to name their uh, styles differently so there would be one which was just called rupa john obama which and they picked up on obama because they wanted to uh, they wanted arm association with barack whatever i don't know how they managed that but like they were telling us this range is doing so well why aren't you buying it from us like it's called obama but yeah obama is still one of our best selling ranges even now <laughs> it's so funny early embarrassment went away quite quickly at the end of the day it's like a product that everybody is looking for and you're just trying to make it simple for them to buy it yeah i remember you constantly telling us about oh this is a good one this is going to be a i think louis actually bought he did i was so happy he he was the only one who would keep buying whenever i'd send you guys the links for <laughs> this is now on discount please buy Did you eventually move to women, or did you stay? stay? Yes, no, I did move to women. Um, but for a long time, I managed, um, and even till now, I manage a lot of the joint brands as well. Mm. Uh, just it's more efficient for us to have a single POC at our end because the teams at their end is usually the same. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm shortly moved to women, did and which is why I have. Women, oh. did, did you find women more exciting than men, or was men? and that more exciting. Mm. I'm glad to have done men's for sure. I would never have otherwise known and learned about all these things. Uh women's is definitely more intuitive as a customer and then the free samples is always great. <laughs> so but a lot of what we sell is um it's what the belly of the country wants. Learn all these really interesting things that customers are willing to buy packs of 10 of like uh like briefs and packs of 5 of bras and just you don't know why but they are and those are your best sellers and you're constantly like figuring out what do they want and how do you get it to them it's interesting why why do you why do they want to buy so many value they'll buy for their entire family they just keep it and they know they'd get a a slight incentive in terms of price if they've uh, mm. bought a pack of 10 versus a pack of 3 or 4 at our end we want to get people to buy larger packs because the cost of shipping a pack of 3 versus the cost of shipping a pack of 10 is the same yeah. right yeah. so we just experimented with starting to sell packs of 10 and they started flying up the shelves like oh great <laughs> this works so now you're still with amazon but now you're in the uk yes as of um i still with 
uh, cloud till at this point in time and mm. for the next two weeks um, just seeing out the last of the Diwali sales in India mm. but then yes moving to Amazon UK in the similar role which is the senior vendor manager role but in another interesting exciting category which I'm excited about now which is Daru I'm so pumped about I'm hoping that I will get similar samples here as well so, so tell me more about how you landed up in the UK I think that's a big thing like you were in Bombay yeah. and then suddenly you're now in London oh yeah so um so Kunal who is uh so Kunal, my husband Kunal he works in uh, JP Morgan in Mumbai and I was obviously in Bangalore and Cloudtail um, and for us to be in the same place, we were looking at, um, okay, so Singapore will have both uh, financial capital as well as um, say e-commerce could also be big there. London could be another one of those. Uh, but in Bombay, I would have to switch over into something completely different or, and he wouldn't have been able to find anything in trading in um, Bangalore. So then him getting an offer from, uh, the team in London worked out in the month of March when we were all in lockdown. Uh, yeah, we were, but, but we've been in different places for many, for three years. So this was good that we were in the same, as soon as lockdown was announced, I picked up and moved to Bombay and we were actually together for a long time. So that was great. And then, yeah, then after that, it was that I would sort of see through this Diwali with Cloudtail and then move post that mm. and then this has worked out how, how's London and, so far? Uh, it's been good but we're back in lockdown again until about last week we were um at least going out and you could go to restaurants and meet my sister and my cousins there oh, yeah, so that was nice yeah my sister's also here so that's been great as well so not totally alone. Here, uh, we the cases are obviously going up in an exponential rate at this point. So they've called for a national lockdown for the entire month. Mm. So back into lockdown, which is not so bad. I'm, I think I'm okay with it. I think you're one of the, the first, if not, <laughs> person who got married 10 months. Well, uh, yeah, 11 months actually. 11 months. And, and specifically, do you think you've changed in, in some way or in any way? In general, I don't think I've changed at all. I have, I think, become a little bit more considerate of, um, so things like calling people and mm. uh, like a lot of family just wants to be in the loop and know about different updates or even if there are no updates, just to speak to them. That's the only bit of consideration that I've managed to accomplish. I think other than that, I'm pretty much the same. I don't think it has changed or what is really monumental that, that we fear so much about getting married and as life change, etc. Um, it's not been that watershed moment mm. well so far. Also, perhaps because it's us being mostly by ourselves and on our own. So it feels a lot like we're just great flatmates. I don't know. I feel like kids or something would be that moment when I have to really grow up. Mm. Are, mm. are you about that? Is, is that like no. 
Yeah, no, like, no? no, I have, no, 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 three years, three years. But I have it in plan, but three years. Oh, it's a part of a, a new plan. <laughs> it's a new plan. I have so, to figure out how my plan will work, but yeah. My first plan is a dog, but I have to also prove to Kunal that I'm responsible enough to manage a dog because he's mm-hmm. flat out saying that I will not. Yeah. But yeah, it's three years, three years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe to, to, to wrap up, over these last, you know, seven, seven, ten, whatever, you know, maybe from seven. since we met, um, oh, we never spoke about that. I wanted to just like I, I was thinking about how we met. Like I think the only word which came to mind was like fishies. <laughs> and I think oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I clearly remember, and and you were the only person who was just so fascinated. I'm like, why is this person so overly excited? <laughs> <laughs> Ruben is a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but going back to my question, um, if you look back at the last ten years, what what do you think are the two biggest Highlights for you? Uh, highlights. Oh. Hmm. In college, it would be, I think it would be like really fun things like Holi, which was, I don't know, cemented in my head as like one of the most fun days of uh, college. The entire last year or most of this lockdown was, uh, I feel like I've really grown up there. I've learned how to cook for one. I've learned how to manage my own house. I've become a lot more responsible. I'm glad the wedding is also over because that was so stressful and Mm -hmm. annoying. Uh, So it was also the conclusion of everything wedding related was then it was just like back to being yourself and not having to dress up and not having to go out and just, it was good. Uh, entire third year was a great highlight for me because there were such random moments like um, Lewis losing uh, Rez of course and then how he had to move into his apartment and the fact that he didn't have a toilet brush and had to come to our apartment and we gave him a toilet brush and so my sister came to visit us and she's like your toilet is dirty, clean it. I was like, no, no, our toilet brushes with Lewis. Then he's just like, what is this nonsense? So the entire third year of us just like being so, I don't know. It was, it was great. It was great. If, if you were to, you know, give your 20 year old self some advice from Tarni, no. what would that be? Don't stress out figure out how to say no to people don't get too influenced by what everybody's doing trust yourself to make right decisions lots of things cool thanks a ton for taking time to do this yeah thank you thank you ruby do do you have any questions for me what would you tell your 20 year old self Mm, that's a tricky one um you've been asking everybody that just trust your gut but it already knows where you want to go. If, if there was one person uh, you would want to listen to, who would that be? Siri. Siri? Okay. <laughs> you probably already know Siri's story very well. Even so, I'd like to hear you ask these questions to him. It would be interesting what he would want to advise himself about or what he laments about. What's the one thing you want to know about or one question you want me to ask him? Mm. 
So many. Is he happy? Hmm. Are you happy? Do you know the answer to that? Am oh, I? am I happy? Well, I asked you first. On a scale of one to ten, I think I'm about an eight. What, what do you think would make you a Who ten? Who is it? Uh, I don't know. I have to figure out if I love what I do because that would make me more happy. Also, figure out something that I love when I don't need to earn money out of it. So that would also make me happy. Or just rather have time to do something I love, which has not happened. That would make me a lot more happy. What are you, by the way, on a scale of one to ten? On a scale of one to ten, uh, I think on days it really, really varies. So it can like on some days I'll be like a nine or even a ten, and then some days I'll be like a two. But I'd say like a rolling average would be you know nine. A nine? That's a good place to be. Yeah, I think a rolling average over, you know, months would be a nine. Maybe a rolling average over a couple of years would probably be like nine and a half. Oh, nice! That's yeah. positive. Awesome! Thank See, you for taking time. This has been fun. Yeah, and I look forward to having this conversation in 2030 again. Yeah, I'll tell you if my plan works out. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have another one. thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the conversation if you'd like to hear more of such stories do let me know see you in the next one